Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Scam Welcome to I'm Caitlin Bradman. And I'm Sue Smith. And we, we love scams. Yes, guys, we're nailing the openings because we're together. We're together. There's no delay. <laughs> There's nothing happening except us. Oh, pure, unadulterated karate. <laughs> we're in the studio doing more scams for you because yeah. we love this goddamn podcast and we love you. And this is the most exciting moment for us. We have a phone call. Voicemail. From the Hot Tip Hotline. Yes, this is how we react to every voicemail. <laughs> yes, it's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Again, if you have any hot tips, please call us because, you know, our happiness depends on it. The Hot Tip Hotline is 347-509-9414, and we have a message we're playing right, right now. now. Take it away, Kate. Go. Hi, this is a message for Scam Wow. Um, my name is Mackenzie Thomas. I'm a comedian based in New York and New Jersey and I just realized that you guys haven't done an episode on Jilly Juice. Jilly Juice is like this crazy scam that this lady was running um, where she basically was trying to get a whole bunch of moms to drink um, cabbage water with salt in it and it was ripping out the linings of their stomach. It was fucking awful. There was diarrhea everywhere. It was so bad. Um, She was on Dr. Phil. Um, it's great. Jilly Juice is what it's called. Um, but yeah, Jilly Juice, good stuff. Uh, my Instagram handle is just my name, Mackenzie. M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Okay, bye. Mackenzie. Thank you. First of all, that's my sister's name as well. And so I automatically love you and you're automatically invited to all my family that's functions. That's a great Instagram or Twitter handle, Mackenzie. Yeah, Mackenzie, uh, just Mackenzie. Early adopter. Yeah. So, okay, she just alerted us to Jilly Juice and I've never heard of this. Neither Kate, have I. Producer Kate has heard of it. Uh, producer Kate has heard of it. And apparently it's targeted to moms. And that makes me very uh, mad. <laughs> uh, we are on the wiki right now. She's from Ohio. Um, the woman who created it. Uh, and her quote on the rash, we're on rational wiki, the Jilly Juice quote is, I'm a proud, I'm proud of being a leader of a poop cult. Okay. Yeah, no created thanks. by Jillian My. Epperly. My T. Epperly. Okay, so apparently, as as Mackenzie said on the uh, voicemail, it was cabbage juice and water that had been ripping out your stomach lining and your insides. Oh, so she was saying drinking a gallon a day um, cured them, would cure you of any ailment, including autism, cancer, HIV, Down syndrome, and homosexuality. Not an ailment. But it also, people were getting salt poisoning by doing this. So don't drink cabbage juice, juice, okay? Right? Jilly juice. It sounds dirty. It is so gross. But it's gross. I mean, did you lose weight? (laughs) (laughs) Guys. But did it work? (laughs) Should I lose 10 pounds with jelly juice? Uh, No. I I like my insides to stay, you know, pretty much inside. Inside. um, I don't need them outside. Mm. Um, Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Thank you so much. All right. Okay, guys. 
Now we have a scam that Sue researched. Yes, I researched a scam. Um, I, it's from my memory and my mind, and I, I like feel it. like I remember when this happened. I'm doing a scam called, a little scam called The Hipster Grifter. Ooh. Ever heard of it? Okay, my friends, the year was 2004. The state was Utah. You were just in Utah. Okay. The woman was Carrie Farrell, or Farrell, however you want to say it. Um, she lived in Utah. She was a girl who scammed her way all the way around Utah. So in 2004, she um, was in Utah. She had this boyfriend that she met on MySpace named Casey Hansen, and she scammed him out of a lot of money. So she gave him checks to put into his bank account um, that she would then and have him give her the money. So she'd be like, here's a check for $5,000, put it in your bank account, and then withdraw and give me the money, give me the cash. Were they faulty checks? Yes. Yeah. They were from a closed account, and she gave him $10,000 worth of checks until the bank realized that the account was closed. Was she, was now was he having to pay for this money, or was it just the bank paying it? Well, the bank was paying it, but then when... The bank realized that he's doing this. It's all on him, all oh. on his name. So it's bad. So she does does this in Utah for like a few years. She racks up sixty grand in um, bad checks in Utah, and she becomes um, a someone on Utah's most wanted list. Okay. Yes. She created a name for herself. Created a name for herself, mm -hmm. a real name for herself. Mm -hmm. So then it's like 2008 rolls around. Um, the thing that she's telling these guys that she's dating is that she's working for a company called Golden Voice, which is like a music PR company. Um, I think they put on concerts and they do like record PR and that kind of shit. Um, so she's dating a guy in Utah and she tells him that their Golden Voice is transferring her to Brooklyn. And then she moves okay. to Brooklyn. Is this a real company or did she make it up? It's a real company, but okay. she doesn't, she work, doesn't work there. there. Okay. No, no, no. She made up the job. Okay. Um, she moves to Brooklyn in 2008 um, and she says she gets a transfer. And then, oh, okay, this is a very like specific moment in time when like MySpace is popular. She moves to Williamsburg. She hangs out at Union Pool. She does cocaine. She <laughs> she gets a job at Vice Magazine. Her life mirrors mine in a, in a lot of ways. <laughs> very relatable uh, Brooklyn ex stuff. Except I quit the cocaine in 2007. Yeah. Okay. Get it straight. Um, she has a chest tattoo uh, of a phoenix, Ugh. a giant chest piece of a phoenix. Yeah. I love it. I love the audacity of a chess piece oh, every now and then. Every um, now and then. That's permanent. <laughs> so this is during the Gawker time, and it's a time when, like, Gawker is just, like, consumed with gossip. And I remember okay. this time, too. I do, too. Yeah, it was great. Um, I was on a message board in Williamsburg called Williamsboard. <laughs> uh, every time someone posted something douchey, Gosh, Gawker must have had like a plant on Williamsburg. I'm sure. Because Gawker would cover it every time someone says like something douchey. Um, it had like a running thing of the dumbest shit that was on Williamsburg. So this is the time. This is the era in which we're okay. living. We have not done public shaming yet. We have not done oh. like cancel culture. That is not been introduced yet okay because it's a myspace years it's still a myspace era we're still living in a myspace era she has a cute pixie haircut a phoenix tattoo she lies her way into a job at vice saying that she worked at 
golden voice. Wow. So saying that she's into music or whatever, she um, gets a job at Vice as an admin. They do not Google her because, again, if they would have Googled her, they would have seen she's on the Utah's most wanted list. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to the Phoenix tattoo, she also has a tattoo that says, I love beards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's peak, peak 2008, I think. Yes. Peak Williamsburg. Um, so her job at Vice lasted a week. Um, <laughs> That's great. When someone, until someone Googled. Okay, so her job at Vice lasted a week. Um, she, in that time, she came, she was like hypersexual. She came onto one of her male coworkers there and she was like, IMing him and was like, how many people have you slept with? Like, really? She really comes on strong. Yeah. And then after a minute of this, like, sexy IMs at work, um, he Googled her and found out that she was a con artist. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you got to look that up. If one minute of coming on to you, you got to check that out. Yeah, you got us. But, like, this is before people regularly Googled you before you got hired for a job or or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So she was such a good con artist that... um, she scammed this guy named Bobby after a Girl Talk show. Girl Talk was a band from the 2000s. She scammed this guy, stole his st- cell phone after the show, and he didn't realize that she had stolen his phone until months later. Like, he just thought he lost it. So, oh. Girl Talk is a DJ who's I, amazing, and he does really? like, mashup music. We, I don't I even love know. him. Really? Yeah. But they're know. very, like, really fun, big concerts, oh. and they have, it goes, everything goes really, really fast, so I could see how a pickpocket or con artist would do well there. Like, yeah. it didn't even occur to him that she would have stolen this phone. Yeah. This is a, another scam she ran on him that she would run on guys all over Brooklyn. She said that she her ATM card didn't work, and she had lost her ATM card. So she asked to borrow money, saying that she would pay it back from these guys and promised to pay it back. Yeah. Then she told Bobby that she thought she was pregnant. Who's Bobby? This guy that she's from the Girl Talk concert. She stole okay. the, the phone stole guy. Phone guy. Um, she told Bobby she was fr- pregnant. She thought she was pregnant. She said she took six pregnancy tests. Three were positive and three were negative. That's not really how pregnancy tests Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Bobby says, this is from, I think it's from the Observer article. I'll put these articles in the show notes, but like our publications here are like very much from another time. It's like um, freewilliamsburg.com, invertedsoapbox.com, the Observer. It's just like another. It's like a time capsule. Yes. A very sweet moment in time. I love it. Um, Bobby said, go to the gyno and get a real pregnancy test. And then Smart. she stopped bringing it up. Yeah. So another con, in addition to the money thing. Wait, was she saying she was pregnant so she'd get money for him from an abortion or just in general? Or I think just in general to like... Be get, supported. Get Be supported. Get okay. the guy to stick around. Yeah. And another thing that she told multiple people was that she was dying of cancer. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, I hate her now. I actually mm-hmm. hate her. I hate that shit. Um, yes, it's bad. And so when Bobby confronted her, was like, maybe you don't have cancer. Yeah. She said, I'm estranged from my parents. I don't know who my birth parents are. She was Korean. She was adopted. Really going over this quick. Uh, um, okay. But... Bobby was like she was adopted she was adopted she's Korean I think um she Bobby was like why was someone she was saying she had three months to live Bobby was like why would someone who has three months to live move from Salt Lake City to to Brooklyn 
And yeah. then and then Bobby Googled her. Go to the beach. <laughs> right? <laughs> so she lied about having cancer. Yeah, just go to the beach. Yeah. She lied about having cancer, but she smoked pot. Virtually everyone says she told them she had terminal cancer with only months to live and she was constantly in the hospital. But like I don't understand why was it just like a sympathy or like mm-hmm. a codependent thing or like it's a way if you say I have cancer, people don't ask as many questions. I feel like if yeah. you say I could be dying at any moment, your erratic or emotional or selfish decisions in life people support. Again, this is an era in which people didn't call that shit out. This is pre Brooks. Brooks. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. Pre yeah. Brooks from Real Housewives of OC when like lying of cancer is not common. Yeah. Lying about cancer is not common. Not something you typically worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she was fired from Vice, but said that she kept on working there. So she told people she was doing a book, a photo book for Vice of her beard tattoo next to people with beards. Wow. And she said she was so doing creative. a photo booth. <laughs> so Brooklyn. Yeah. So dumb. Um, other hot exploits. She was at Union Pool and she passed a note to a guy down the bar that said, I want to give you a hand job with my mouth. Ew. And it was signed Korean Abdul Jabbar. That's like her. Oh, jeez. Yep. Uh, so she also at an, another location on Bedford Avenue called Fabian's. She also passed a note to another patron that said, I want you to throw a hot dog down my hall. Oh, <laughs> so gross. gross. This is also like no way I wouldn't want to be involved in a penis in that way in any way. Like those just sound so no, gross. And it's so, so like, overtly sexual. Yeah. And like it makes you gag in the worst way. But like this is what we were like. I feel like at this time we're like, this is what like cool Brooklyn men want. Oh, so it was, yeah, it was like that manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, or like, we, they want us guys, to be clever. Guy. Guys, girl. guys yeah. guy. Guys, girl. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God. This became like such a thing on Gawker and on the internet of the time when it was like, <laughs> so people were reporting this nuts. Live. Stuff. Yeah. Nuts. Like, where's the hipster griffner? She was spotted at a party last night. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. She threw hot dogs down at my <laughs> face. <laughs> she threw hot dogs at my face. Free Williamsburg has a scoop. <laughs> um, and it was very much like this all happened in the span of a week. Um, she got caught in Brooklyn and extradited to Salt Lake City, wow. where she spent six months in jail for the $60,000 that she racked Only up. six months. I know. That's pretty good. Long. And then she like leaned into this notoriety. So like. Yeah, you got to. Her Twitter was, I think, Korean Abdul Jabbar was her Twitter name. Yeah. Um, and she, I think she just loved the attention. She posted on Twitter. Um, if anyone wants to write me in jail, this is my address. Wow. <laughs> yes. She loved it. It's like she was trolling People like trolling, trolling the trolls, trolling the trolls before that was even a thing. So she got internet access in prison. That's kind of nice. I, I think it, maybe it was before she went in or something. Yeah. But it was like if anyone wants to like wow. write me a letter. So this was the last we heard of her. Two thousand nine. Um, we were like, Ugh, what happened to hipster? Yeah, where is she? Then a couple of years ago, my friend Heidi was like. This girl emailed me trying to get in a film festival. No. Yeah. For like a PR thing. And as Heidi to give to be her PR rep. No, she's just like trying to get access to something. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so then in 2018, this um, editor named Connie Wang from Refinery29 tweets that the hipster grifter, she has 
just discovered that the hipster grifter tried to get into New York Fashion Week in 2016. Wow. <laughs> and she like emailed New York Fashion Week on Refinery29 letterhead with very specific long letter of like, please allow um, Carrie Ensor, who knew, her new married name, access to New York Fashion Week. She's writing an article for Refinery29. She is trying to access this, this, and this. Like, very long letter. Yeah. Um, Connie Wang finds this in 2018. This happened in 2016, but she doesn't Did find she out. she get in? She doesn't get in, but Connie Wang finds this in 2018 and is like, this is crazy. She posted on Twitter. Um, and then another, she doesn't end up getting in, but then somebody else point like posts that she almost made it into New York Fashion Week. They had um, a seating chart printed out with her name on it. Wow. Where she was going to sit at New-, New York Fashion Week and then something happened and she just didn't get into it. Um, Connie Wang is obsessed with her from Refinery and that's it. She mar- married a guy named Elliot Ensor. Um, his internet persona is on lock um, but his profile picture he has very kind eyes so (laughs) kind eyes Elliot I want to know what's going on like when you google her when you google Elliot there's not a lot there it's like it's been scrubbed there's no wedding website there's nothing no registry I mean she probably has some like punny username that she has everything in or whatever that we just don't know about but I have not found it so if anyone has any tips feel free to email us get my podcast does she have an Instagram that we can stalk we can't I can't find wow it's probably like hot dog hallway 69 yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. I, I don't know. But I cannot find it. And hand job you to heaven. Hand job to heaven. So she, I think, was the original Anna Delvey yes. on a much smaller scale. And um, I kind of admire her. I mean, we always will. Yeah, we, we always, always love will. the girl that does it. But, yeah. um, so that's the hipster grifter, guys. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this one is kind of funny. Um, yeah. So this was a time when like people posted ads on craigslist to like hang out for like oh. friends <laughs> early craigslist yeah yes. so it was kind of like harmless there weren't any weird murderers or yeah. yeah it wasn't it was a different era yeah um so there's this one story from the in- inverted soapbox where a guy says um being new to new york i decided to post personal ad on craigslist pretending to be an unemployed pirate looking for a three-eyed hipster girl glasses plus eye patch equals three eyes i don't know i wrote it with a mixture of sincerity and ludicrousness with the secret wanting to get laid yes with the secret hope that someone interesting and attractive might actually come across it and respond most of the responses were from porn sites looking for subscribers but then i got this very well written note for someone named korean abdul jabbar listing about seven reasons why i should want to get to know her signed carrie And I have to admit, they were pretty compelling reasons. She talked about being into music and science, and she said she had a degree in physics. She attached attached a photo, and the tattoo on her chest of a phoenix was nearly as enticing as the pixie crop and the mild look of benevolent disdain. Ew. She included a line indicated her, indicating her enjoyment of giving hand jobs via mouth, a phrase okay. already on its way to Brooklyn infamy, and it was both provocative and hilarious in its directness. Things turned strange a couple of days later. The day we were supposed to meet, April 2nd, we were texting back and forth, 
and he, and we had decided to go to the Bob Ross tribute in the Lower East Side. I went to that. Really? <laughs> it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of having drinks in Park Slope, when out of nowhere, she sends me a message that says that something terrible had happened. I'm so screwed. Ugh, my debit card was stolen. Money is missing. My account frozen. No money. Rent due. Then when he got an invite to her apartment, he got there at about 11, a, 11 p.m., and the cute Asian girl opened the door. She was chubbier in real life than her digital pictures suggested. Ugh. Her hair was shorter and her face rounder. And this, again... This sucks. This is, again, something that you could say in 2007, I but guess. not today. I still a dick. But it was unchecked, you know? Yeah. She was cute, but not pretty. A face marked by pimple scars, is what he said. Whoa. Mm. On the elevator up, I joked that it was brave of her to invite a strange boy over and that I could only assume she was going to tie me up and rob me. We started looking at voyeurism sites online, the sort of webcam things that mostly teenage girls are, are on or watch, except no, for a don't. few adult couples who are just into that sort of thing. There's generally no nudity or sex, just people talking or perverts making chat comments about wanting 15-year-old girls to take their clothes off. Who the fuck is this guy? <sighs> I know. This guy sucks. Yeah. She went back and forth between that and the end of the jazz game. And since then, I've wondered how much of an effect their loss has had on the way the rest of our night progressed. The Utah jazz. Yeah. After the game was done, we were watching a couple on webcam and she was criticizing the performers of being dull. She said that she could do better, but that we'd probably end up just having sex on camera. It was around that point that I kissed her. Nothing too intense, just a kiss and oh a hand in her God. hair. I hope this guy he sucks. gets diseases. I know. It's almost, we're almost done. Yeah. Carrie smiled and stopped and said, I'm kind of trying to take things slow right now. I asked her what she meant and she said she didn't know. So I ran my hand through her hair okay, let's again and said, okay. <laughs> a few minutes later, I got up to leave. She walked with me downstairs and hugged me. I kissed her again, a perfunctory thing. And she said, I was sweet. It was 2 a.m. I'll talk to you soon. I said, walking out the door. Uh, this is just his night recall. Yeah. Did he give her she any didn't, money? She didn't scam him. No. No. I wondered if I should have slept with her if she had wanted to. I wondered why I would kiss a girl whom I wasn't attracted to. And over the course Who of the cares? next couple of weeks, I wondered what she was going to do, what she was doing. And I told a couple of friends what had happened. But it wasn't much to talk about. Just another long line of fairly uninspiring guests romantic interactions fuck what a loser he deserved to get scammed fuck this I guy so hard I wanted him to hard. lose money I really did I hated the end of that this is why people hate hipsters in Brooklyn yeah. it's because well, people, of people like this and they call themselves that like they're so proud of who they are yeah like fuck you yeah you know what maybe he did actually now that I think about it maybe he did lose money and just was too embarrassed to say it maybe yeah because for her to complain about her debit card her rent due and then he came over I'm sure well the thing is it's like everyone wanted to be a part of the scam and a part of the story so they were oh, all so talking this about this is his confessional as if he's like I got my hands I on knew that. her like yeah. I knew her like yeah what a loser yeah, what a freaking loser. Fuck wow, that what a dick. I'm glad we outed him as a complete moron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a hipster grifter. Wow, that's so perfect. Amazing. Thank you, Sue. You're welcome. For your journalism. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back. We just ate some pizza. We We're ate refreshed. some pizza. You're going to hear mm -hmm. our squishy mouths. Guys, it's time for my scam, and I am so excited. I got this scam from someone who shall remain nameless and shall remain my husband um, <laughs> because this is a scam that he thought was so bizarre, and it is. And I have to preface this by saying my younger brother, Connor, is a very talented musician and he will hate this. So Connor, if you're listening, please hang Sorry, on. Sorry, <laughs> Connor. Please stop listening. Um, so this is a story behind uh, the heavy metal scammer who they say is almost better than the scam itself. So it's been covered on Vulture. It's been covered on the 10 Daily, um, New York Times, uh, Rolling Stone. Basically what this guy did is he created a three-piece band with him and two other guys and they toured Europe and booked all of these shows in Europe, telling them that they sold out the shows like what? huge venues in England, um, I believe even in France. And he posed as his own fake booking agent and he faked no. live concert footage. Yes. When it was really B-roll from other concerts. No. Not, yes. And then so he, he told these places in Europe, oh, we are so famous. Just book us. We're sold out. He's guaranteeing he sold tickets he's guaranteeing people will come his name is jared well his front man is jared threaten just goes by threaten mm, metal <laughs> really weird um he's originally from missouri real name jared eames and he created this band went to california created this band and it was just a total hoax and so if you look at the record label, the booking companies, the management companies are all registered to the same GoDaddy account. Oh, no. It was also discovered that the 38,000 likes on the band's Facebook page had all been bought. So he oh, bought Instagram. No. He bought all those followers. And so he would tell people like 180 tickets were sold. And then apparently he was in Bristol and he played to an empty room. Oh. Yeah. And his wife would just be there taking video of them playing like as if it's a concert like they kept going so after the first one nobody showed up they continued their european tour and so it was all basically pr but why would you want to like so his point was to try to give himself enough um notoriety enough fanfare sort of like all of our fake scam artists yeah. that people then rush to him and see what's happening yeah kind of like the tanya tanya tana tana yeah con. event that yeah the con that everybody has to be a part of it yeah i feel bad for these music venues because they all had planned that they were going to sell these tickets and there would be people there he actually has a really talented 
brother who is trying to like separate himself from his own brother. His brother's also in the music industry and he's saying it's a hoax and he doesn't want to be a part of it at all. But here's the thing. Okay, it is so excruciating to do a show for two people or three people. But not people. for this guy. This is what this Gut guy... Gut-wrenching. Yeah, we have done that. We've I done, hate it. Yeah. I've done it oh, many times. Improv for three. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's awful. But this guy was kind of getting off on it because it was all this fake illusion. And he even tweeted a viral tweet. He said, what is fake news? I turned an empty room into an international headline. If you're reading this, you're a part of the illusion. That's what he tweeted. What a psycho. Thank you all. What a psychopath. (laughs) So he said. That's awful. Yeah. He also um, is quoted saying, I'm just trying to manufacture the bandwagon effect. I'm not some fucking rich kid. All this is is good money management. So that doesn't what? make any sense. It's not actually, he's just creating hype. So that's he what he did. reminds me of the guy from The Room. Yes, Tommy yeah. Wiseau. Yeah, he yeah. seems just like Tommy Wiseau. Like maybe a little Asperger's-y, maybe a little, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. So um, he would tell venues that he sold 291 tickets and three people would show up. And they said when people... What? showed up it was clear that even they were fake like nothing was a part of it um and so yeah they have pictures of him like making like playing his whole band would be playing and yeah. they still show that on their instagram with like or video twitter with like fancy but you can do that from your <laughs> practice space like you don't have to go to germany exactly to like do the shit so i think it just was all like a huge lie and he yeah. just wanted to keep lying now I have a video I'm going to play. It's so stupid looking, but it has like it is over very a million. Dumb looking, yeah, friends. over a million views, and I'm wondering. But they like, could be bought, right? Yeah, I think a lot of this is bought, mm-hmm. and he has like hair down to his belly button. And let me just play. There is a um. What are you using for that? <laughs> Time, like. Oh yeah, there's like a big um. What is it? Time. Yeah. He's looking <laughs> in a mirror. He thinks he's Michael Jackson meets. Something. Kid Rock? Like, Kid Rock. He's yeah. singing into a mirror, but he's moving his hands like they're on a guitar. There is a so broken like mirror. Air guitar. Yeah, air guitar, broken mirror. It's clearly self produced. Yeah. Uh, this guy is nuts. Okay. And also, the audio is out of sync with the video. <laughs> yeah. He's lip syncing, but it's <laughs> And he's just seeing pictures of himself. It's just him playing every instrument, which, as we know, because I've read more, that it's not just him. Um, So two of the members that were on this tour with him that was terrible, um, his guitarist and drummer left midway through the tour. One of them couldn't leave right away because they couldn't afford to leave. Um, So they were stuck and they were continuing throughout Europe. And then in May, this May 2019... Both of the guitar and drummer, um, they sued Eames and his partner for costs occurred during the UK tour. Well, yeah. Yeah. Neither defendant attended the hearing. So this main guy didn't go. And Punera, I can't pronounce anything, was awarded $10,000 and $250 in court fees. And Dane Davis was awarded over $3,000. And Deborah Davis, Dane's mom, was awarded $4,000. Okay, that's what this is. This is kids. <laughs> yeah. 
This is kids vanity projects Europe. Like this is yes. bullshit. It's children. So yeah. So they filed oh, lawsuits in. I mean, this guy, and he's on Metal Sucks. I mean, it's it's oh. all over the heavy metal. Wait, Metal Sucks isn't a website? <laughs> yeah. So it says here, David's Davis's mother, Deborah, who sought recovery of funds, she lent her son to book a return flight from Europe when the tour collapsed, as well as money she spent to fly herself to Ireland to see her son play. Also sued Eames's and was awarded a total of over $4,000, including court fees. Oh, my God. I would totally do that for my kid. I would be like, <laughs> I'm suing you, too. Let's just all go in it. So this guy is creating notoriety for himself, even if he thinks he's funny. And I think with psychopaths like that, I call them psychopaths. <laughs> he's a psychopath. Because he is, they are destroying venues. They're destroying their their musicians' lives. I'm surprised the venues aren't suing him. Yeah, Because, like, for the m- money they lost, they could have booked a, a, a band and made yeah. actual money that night. Yeah. So... They've lost money. Yeah, I haven't. I, there's no record. But maybe right now. they're in in Europe, and Europeans don't sue as much. Well, yeah, that's true. But yeah. also, um, I think it's hard because when you're a music venue, you do sort of have to rely on good faith that the musician will bring people. And if mm-hmm. they don't, it's sort of a wash too bad because sometimes it's not the musician's fault. They're just doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not manipulative. I think it's kind of rare for a musician to ever want to play to an empty room. Ever. That's what's crazy. No, I never want to play to an empty no, room. No, so why would never. you think that if you're a booking venue? It's more just like it's we're slow in the winter or like it's a Monday. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I never, that's like my worst fear, in fact. Right, but for him, it was just like more PR fodder. Ugh. And um, I think it's disgusting. It's hilarious. <laughs> and hilarious. And I don't like his music. So mm-hmm. It is bad music. yeah. Hold on. So his first song is Living is Dying. Living know. is dying. Now, let's be honest. <laughs> um, and there's there's plenty of things on YouTube if you want to go into it. Um, how on Rockfeed said how one band fooled the music industry. Oh my God. I mean, because I just think that the audacity. Yes, and the need to you they say so with like acting too. Like if there's no audience, there's no really performance. You're just mm. doing it for yourself in an empty room. So to do that and to go to all of this extreme, it's just this like so fake masturbatory. News. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And this like buying followers. And that's why my brother is not on Instagram. <laughs> he doesn't buy followers. He's just like, he wants his music to speak for himself. But how infuriating is that when somebody is getting so much attention for just doing nothing? Ah. Uh. Yes, yeah, so there's not tons of. It's infuriating. We're giving him this attention. I right know. Now. <laughs> I know. He says he claims he was inspired by Andy Warhol and Andy Kaufman. Uh What? Yeah, he's an artist. Who are you? Okay. (laughs) So this guy sucks. All of the articles on him also are kind of like, there's not even that much to report on him. He's just sort of like kind of a loser from somewhere where Missouri and trying to be cool. I don't know. He wants to be an influencer. He yeah, doesn't even does. want to be a musician. He wants to be an influencer. He's on Instagram and he has 16.1 thousand followers. I know those fake. are fake. Fake. Or they're just people. And there's just pictures of him with his hair. Oh my it's God. It's the same picture over and over. And Lots then a lot of, of, hair of, a lot of hands up on around his face. Lots of drama with the hands. Lots of drama. He's playing every single instrument, even though we know he's been sued by other bandmates. There's no 
band in any of this. You don't see anybody besides him. Oh, uh, there's one with just a jacket <laughs> and no shirt. Leather bare, jacket, no shirt. Bare baby white chest, oh. <laughs> leather jacket, and long hair. Oh. He has merch. He has merch. Wow. Guys, this is this is a crazy person. Oh, and so he has Instagram um, stories from his tour. Germany, oh, Ireland, Scotland. Gosh. And we I will show you. I will play. Oh, all of the Instagram stories are just pictures of him in front of a flag saying like I'm coming from for, that country. From that country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no um You guys his Instagram. And you look at tour 2018, it's B-roll of some other concert and then a picture of him in front of a cream background <laughs> headbanging and then back B-roll to another different oh concert and then a close-up of him headbanging. So that's what this guy's doing and he's getting a fuck ton of attention for it. There you have it. Threaten. Threaten. Go figure. Oh, I hate this guy. Go stalk him. You guys. Guys, thank you. Thanks so much for listening. This is fun. We uh, love each other. We, we love do you. love each other. <laughs> More so fun for us. Listen, it was great to be in the same room together. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, support us yeah. and if you support us we can fly to each other more often yeah we're hoping if we get more patreon um friends and helpers we can do some more trips together yeah next to each we other. love that also as we mentioned before if you guys have any hot tips or you know threaten or anybody in that oh if you know scene, threaten we want to know we want to know about it you can call us on our hot tip hotline which is 347-509-9414 and you can always email us your scams um yes. threaten or non-threaten <laughs> yeah just tell us Whatever's going on, we love you. We'll respond to your DMs. Yeah, scamwildpodcast at gmail.com. And we will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.